Welcome back, it's your girl Candy Kaylin. And your boy Shoutown Show. And it's so it's time to pull back up. Guys, okay, so I, this may be Mr. Shaw, my favorite. This this may be like the highlight of this for me because I get an opportunity to have this conversation about Skip Bayless, okay? So for your, for those of you who don't know, first of all, let's start with the fact that I do not like Skip Bayless in any capacity. Not even a little bit. And Skip Bayless made comments the other day regarding Dak Prescott. And Skip Bayless made comments the other day regarding Dak Prescott. Those of you who aren't familiar, Dak Prescott's brother committed suicide, which that came out here recently. And during an interview that just was released, Dak Prescott admitted that at the start of COVID, he had some anxiety as well as he was suffering from a bit of depression. Also, right around that time, not long, you know, not long after we'd been quarantined, his brother passed away. Skip Bayless said that's not an excuse not to work out. He plays for the Dallas. I'm gonna let you go first, Mr. Shaw. What were your thoughts on that? Uh no I'm a skip fan. But, you know, you gotta be realistic about mental health. Everybody handles and deals with it differently. Right? And and, and no one knows truly what you're going through, right? No, you, no matter how transparent you are, when you're, when you're the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, you're a half-black man, you're a half-white man. You are expected by black people to stand, and you don't always stand, right? But then black people don't realize you have a white mother. So, so your background isn't the same as them. So you're compiling being the black quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. You are already going to get scrutinized because you, you, you're the quarterback for America's team. Mm-hmm. Right? We're going through racial and social injustice, and you don't feel the same way as African-Americans feel. So there's a lot going on in your head that we can't, we, we, we really can't judge. So for me, if, if a player says, hey, I miss such and such because of mental health, I respect that. Because I don't know what they're going through because my life isn't their life. There's a lot of pressure on Dak, Dak Prescott off of the football field. Start there, right? Again, as a black man with a platform now, you are not subjected, but you are looked at as what are you going to do for your people? And if you haven't grown up thinking about what am I going to do for my people, might be a little tough on you. I don't know Dak Prescott's background. I don't know much about his mother. Don't know much about his father. I don't know. All I know his mother was is a white woman, right? So was was R.I.P. Respectfully. So I don't know what his conversations in the house were growing up. I know it probably weren't the same as mine. Now flip Colin Kaepernick. Don't know what his conversations were either. But he was raised by a white family, right? So again, don't know. But his mental health. Something we should, we shouldn't even have an opinion on people's mental health because that's their mental health, and we don't know what they're going through. Again, Dak Prescott is in the spotlight not only because he wanted to get paid. We talking about racial injustice, social injustice. He didn't. He he was he was sending funding to the cops. People didn't understand that. He said he wanted to get the cops funding so they knew how to handle people properly. Again, he was dealing with so much for him to say my mental health. I I can agree. I deal with nothing that Dak Prescott deal with. And someday I'll be like, goodness gracious, I don't want to be bothered. My mental health 
it, it doesn't bother me, but you know, cause you know, I, I'm I'm strong minded, strong will, and I'm stuck in my ways. Not to say Dak isn't, but as a as a man, black man, half black, half white man in America, and so much going on, and you're in the spotlight, your mental health can slip, and you might need a little time away from football because again, you might have more than just football going on. Cause one, they ain't paid you, you ain't been paid. They they want they want you to they want you to be happy with a million dollars four million dollars, and you you been producing, so again yeah, I, I don't agree with Skip on that right I don't agree with anybody who attacks somebody's mental health if they said their mental health was the reason, unless until it can be proven otherwise I agree. Okay, so for me, again, I don't know how clear. My disdain for Skip Bayless is like his disdain for LeBron. Because to me, your tone can be sometimes there sometimes his tone indicates a bigger picture for me because it shows me where you stand. So I feel like LeBron was told to shut up and dribble. I don't feel like his comment was any different. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I think people can see people hard shut up and dribble and got a little bit more offended. But Skip Bayless basically said, shut up and play football. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's the underlining racism that bothers me because you're not being who you really are. You can sit next to Shannon and Shannon like really back back gracefully um, with the way he said it, and he was like, well, just imagine um, they're going to tell him on the football field, uh, you're dealing with mental health. However, he kind of played it off. So he did address where he stood, and it wasn't it wasn't the act. Let me clarify. Skip was not talking about depression after death. He was talking about more so aligned with the quarantine. So let's be clear on that. That's why when people want to off with people's head, it is important to understand where he made the comments and his job is to give opinions as well. My thing is for African-American football players, if I'm on my job, my job cannot discuss my mental health. And even if I tell you, you can't use it against me. So for me, I think what Dak Prescott did was bold. I think what he did was to let other players know that it's okay to deal with, it's okay to deal with this because he also saw his brother not deal with it. So as you said, to be a, a African-American male, because that's what people see. So people have told you how you're going to identify. Although your mother is, is white, your mother was white, you've dealt with your mother dying of cancer. So anybody who's ever seen people go through the process of cancer, that is never easy. That is traumatic in itself. We still haven't arrested the cops to kill Breonna Taylor. Thanks. Um, you are the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones has basically told all of y'all, you better not kneel, um, except for the one who was, who's new to the Cowboys. So you, you're, the world is telling you you can't really have a political state. You're black, but you shouldn't say anything. You're black. And although we're in a pandemic and you can't go to training camp and you can't connect with your players, and when he was working out, he was catching hell for that. Let's reiterate, Dak and Zeke were seen and spotted together. There was commentary in Dallas about that, was it not? Mm -hmm. 
So to to understand, and, and I'm a proponent of the league being responsible for what they do do. There's also a banned substance list in the NFL. Correct? True. So be mindful that if a player, and we've seen former players, um, Julius Sayoff committed suicide. What was the young man's name? I can't think that him and the girlfriend got into it and he fell off the back of the truck. Uh, he played for the Bengals, Chris Henry. Chris, yeah, Chris Henry. He was suffering with mental health. But if the substance is on the banned list, you can't even really address your mental health because those chemicals could stimulate a positive test. And they could be seen as enhancements. Do you understand? So someone with ADHD, ADHD medication is on the banned substance list. Mm -hmm. Marijuana has been illegal. So what avenue, and oh, by the way, don't express yourself. You don't really have a, a reason and an opportunity to have a platform because we really don't want you to say that much because you are a Dallas Cowboy. But when it's an opportunity for us to shine, you can talk. So when do we start looking at people as humans and process this from a human perspective and not from a you're my entertainment perspective? That's a good question. That's what frustrates me about all of this. No one, HIPAA keeps us from seeing Skip Bayless records. We don't know what Skip Bayless takes to say crime. We don't know what Jerry Jones takes before the game starts. Mm -hmm. We don't question these things. We don't question Robert Kraft being in a place that was busted by the FBI mm -hmm. <laughs> where they were giving massages in the massage parlors. Or the coaches, the Colts owner being arrested for a DWI. So I think that the double, double standard at some point has to end because we live in a world where everybody during COVID-19 is struggling with mental health. Uncertainty. People couldn't go to work. People were unemployed. Um, I'm sure Dak Prescott supports more people than Dak Prescott. So I think the comment was extremely insensitive just being in the situation that we're in True. and prior to, um, he shouldn't have had to acknowledge any of this, but when you're Dak Prescott, you've got to share why you're inconsistent or why you're off or why you didn't work out because for whatever information goes to the front office always seems to leak out. And, you know, for me, it's just like we talked about via text today with the basketball situation. Should athlete, my public life for my job would never be on display that way. Because I would sue them for violating my for violating privacy laws. Mm -hmm. Why are we always forcing them to identify their struggles? Do I do I really need to know that that you know that Prescott chose to share? So should I victimize him for saying that I'm taking ownership for myself, for my life, for the direction in which my life is going to go? You started the first half of the show saying the NFL lied to us for years about CTE. Mm -hmm. For, for years. For years. So do we know the impact that head trauma is having on one's mental health? And and before it's time, do you walk away? Who walks away from football before their body tells them it's time to give it up? So for me, I just think it was, I think it was for Skip Bayless to be a veteran reporter, a veteran commentary, 
uh, commentator. I, I think it was very insensitive. And I think it was another just underlining sentiment that black men are only good for when they can dribble, catch, and shoot. It's how the matter to them. And so um, I, I think that for the, for the NFL players that are protesting, that took a knee at kickoff, I think those things are important to demonstrate peacefully, to continue to bring awareness to the things that are going, going on. And I hope that all black men are using their health insurance benefits to figure out uh, where their mental health is at this point. And so that, that's, that's like my Everybody got to be realistic about your mental health. It's not a joke. It's, it's real. But how do we teach a society who makes so just a kind of, I guess, a rant, right? So here's my take on masculinity. One of the biggest things in the African-American community right now is the fact that African-American males have toxic masculinity that's around them. Dak Prescott chose not to be. How do you unlearn what you've been taught basically by your oppressor? How do you unlearn? First of all, unlearning something is difficult because it's embedded in you. That's all you know. As an African-American male myself, I realize a lot of African American males don't speak up. A lot of African, a lot of African American males are accustomed to just letting stuff happen and keep going, especially in jobs. I see this a lot in my job, right? At first, my my younger coworkers, African Americans, they'll say, "Ah, you you complaining, you fussing." Then they'll see what I'm talking about, come back and be like, "Bro, I see why you said A, B, C, and D." Yeah, because as a black man in America, we've been accustomed to letting people treat us however they want. Case the point. Now, and I've been saying this for, I've been thinking about this for a while. You know, just, again, African-American males would deal with anything. Unless, unless you had a strong, up, there's only 5% of African-American males that have standards, right? Start talking to a black man about standards. They don't know what that is. From women, about to preach. From women to relationships, right? So, again, a black man's mental health will never be out of the way, right? Because most of us don't talk. Most of us don't tell our men be so afraid of what somebody going to think about them or say. Men be so afraid to tell the truth about what's really going on because they're worried about somebody judging them. And in and, and, and reality, there's another black man who went through the same thing you did, but he was afraid to speak up, right? That's why I feel like I have great friends. They're not afraid to speak up. Let me get back on top. Well, you kind of are on topic still, though. Uh, no, really? but I had a, I had, a, I had a point that I don't want to lose because sometimes I get, to, I get to talking and I be saying some stuff, but I forgot what I want to say. Okay, so wrap that on like up. That. Tie okay. that point in. Okay. Give me that. So a, a a a woman, a black woman, will never date a black man that's broke. A black man will date a broke woman, no matter her color, right? Right. Men are wrong for that. Women are right, and I'm gonna tell you why. A woman is holding herself to a standard. She's not gonna step down from that standard, whether she is right or wrong about that standard. Now, case in point, a broke woman will attempt to go get a rich man, not staying in her place. Mm. Most broke men not gonna step out of their place because they know they can't afford that woman. Right? No matter what you tell him, a man, a broke man, might kind of try to shoot his shot, but if he know that woman really got money, he know he can't afford her. He ain't going to waste his time. He not. He not. Or he going to try, but a woman with money not going to deal with certain shit. Men with money would deal with bullshit. Pretty woman. That ain't, that ain't just a story. That was a white man. Pretty woman. Black men do it all the time. See, this, this, what I've realized as a black man, we up, we, we can, we can try to uplift, but won't no woman deal with you if you're not at a certain point or she see the potential, especially a woman with money. And I'm not mad at them for that. So my thing is to black men, we got to start holding ourselves to a certain standard and women as well. We got to start like, baby, you ain't got enough money to deal with me, right? 
you ain't got enough money to afford me, right? Like, men got to find standards because men don't have them. Men be accepting anything because we want to see what the pussy hitting for. We got to stop that. Oh, you got to say it and preach out loud. I'm so Or we got to see what the pussy hitting for and then keep it real with it, like, baby. Like, like preaching this message and men don't want to listen. They want to argue because men get together and tell each other things that sound We be stupid. bullshitting each other. Men be bullshitting each other, right? Say that loud for the bitches in the back. Men, oh, men, say it loud. Most men don't like to be honest about what's going on. Most men don't like to be honest about their life. Uh, listen, a nigga will sit and lie to you about how much money he got. Cap, I'm gonna tell you I'm broke, cause I ain't, I ain't, I ain't afraid. But I also know my 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 broke. Let like again, there's levels to broke, right? When I tell you I'm broke, that don't mean I don't got no money on me. That don't mean I don't got no money in the bank. That just mean I don't got the money I feel like I deserve. Again, another thing I gotta say, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna stop talking. Everybody wanna be a millionaire, but don't try, but don't move like a millionaire, right? You gotta move like a millionaire before you get the bag, cause if you get the bag, you are gonna be a broke person with money. If you been moving like a millionaire, then you gonna be once you get the money. You already gonna have to move. Motherfuckers be moved. Motherfuckers be broke. Want to be a millionaire? Get the millionaire money, and it still be moving like a broke person. Nah, you gotta get the million. You gotta have a millionaire mindset before you get the money. Savings, investments. What's gonna make you money? You gotta have a millionaire mindset before you come a millionaire. Because if you become a millionaire, and you still got the broke mindset. You gonna blow the money. My my opinion. So for black men. I sit down and had these convos with black men. I know I'm going to hurt their feelings. I've been around y'all. Y'all slow. I've been around y'all. Y'all don't think. You know how often I be around somebody and they be like, oh, I didn't see that. I've been, shit, you've been coming over here for years and I ain't see that shit. This is my first time. But then again, I tell people, I'm Batman. I'm paying attention. I'm trying to formulate the plan come up with the idea. It's so much that go on in life that people, and again, my platform only was comedy because being a civil rights activist wasn't going to get me paid. Because at the right. end of the day, that's really what I wanted to do. So with my platform, all I'm doing is building so my bread up so I can talk how I want. Because I know I can be powerful, right? LeBron. Right. Like, so can, you, I, can, I, can I tell a joke you real quick? Up. I got it. Go ahead. So you just said that black men will, and I don't think it's just black men, right? I think that when we're having these conversations, again, this is a disclaimer, we talk to people that we're, we relate to, that we understand the best, and that I, it's up to us to help make a difference. Like, so if we can teach each other something, I'm black. Like, I do it, we do it for the culture. So I know sometimes people will be like, well, white people. Well, I'm not talking to them or about them at this point. We're having a conversation about our culture and what we, for what our experiences give us the ability to speak to. And so from my experience, I met this man, he built his whole life. It was a whole Build-A-Bear. Like, so instead of build a bear, it was like build an N-word. Like, mm. he made up everything. So when you say that, and I've told, I've told Chuck G this before, like, I have sat in the room amongst men, and they just lie. And we all know people who are habitual liars. They just make up stuff. You're like, but I met your mama. But I know where you really grew up. But that's not... And you... You get to the point where, like, after a while, people are like, never mind. And so to that point, I think we're women, as we age and mature, that do not want to build a bear project or a DIY project, you have to keep moving. I'm not out here looking to fix anybody. I think men feel like they need to fix the situation. They need to fix people. So they want to be around people who... In my opinion, need them. Nah, I need you so, with that bag. Huh? I need you with that bag at this point. I don't, well, I don't right. need people arguing with me about bag. why I'm buying George like I don't work every day. 
She pissed me off. Right, but think about most think about most men. Most men get with women that they need to build up and tell what to do and how to do it. See that? And you know what? That is not me. I don't want to be a dictator. I want this to be a democracy. I want somebody who can think for themselves. I want somebody that, ah, dang, I can't think. You got the plan, right? Nah, man, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not trying to build a bitch. Y'all keep it. DIY projects, I'm telling you, build, build the N-word. Women be out here looking for it. That ain't my thing. And I think that's what a lot of it comes down to. But I say to everyone, take your mental health seriously. Check on your strong friend. Check on who you think to be weak. Because we all need a shoulder to cry on and somebody to listen. This is your girl, Candy K. Lynn. And your boy, Shawtan Shaw, a.k.a. the Fat Mom. Every Monday here on DFWI Radio. You can catch up.